Welcome to Follow the Medical Record, where healthcare experts give insights into the increasing importance of following a patient's medical record through the health ecosystem with compliance, privacy, security, and efficiency front and center. This podcast is brought to you by MRO and hosted by Don Hardwick, Senior Vice President of Client Relations at MRO. Don has been in the health information management industry for over 40 years and has extensive knowledge of how medical records make their way through the healthcare ecosystem. At MRO, Don is responsible for strategic client engagement programs and overall client satisfaction. To hear from all of MRO's industry experts, be sure to visit MROcorp.com for additional content and to sign up for our monthly e-newsletter. Over to you, Don. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another session of Follow the Medical Record. I'm your host, Don Hardwick, and thanks for listening today. I appreciate that. As always, you can learn more about MRO and myself on our website at MROCORP.com. And please take a moment to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter at MROCORP. As my guest today, I have the Chief Innovation Officer with MRO. His name is Sankat Barale. So, first of all, Sankat, thanks for joining the show. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Don. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. So, Sankat, before we get started into the topics, if you would, I, I, I'd like for you to explain to our listeners sort of your background. Um, I know that you were uh, a founder and CEO of a company called FigMD, and I'd like to know a little bit more about why you started that company, how that evolved into uh, being a part now of MRO, and what your current role is as Chief Innovation Officer with MRO. Sure, Don. So um, I started FigMD over in 2010, and uh, you know the, the impetus of starting FigMD was um, you know just a sort of a deep uh, appreciation of the uh, of the challenges that providers, doctors, uh, you know, had in um, measuring clinical quality and submitting you know their clinical quality measures for um, MIPS and and other programs. Um, you know, back in the day. Uh, Doctors would have to actually manually report uh, the quality metrics to CMS and and others um, by filling out specific codes on on their claim forms, uh, and it was just a tremendous burden for them to to do this. So, um, so FigMD um, came out of that need, and we basically uh, you know came into um, a situation where uh, you know we we basically created a platform that. Did that for them automatically. Um, so extracting data from EHRs, analyzing the records on the EHR uh, to, to create the quality coding, and then uh, you know helping the doctors out. So, uh, so that that's what um, was the the genesis. That was the need that uh, started FigMD, and uh, you know the, the company scaled to uh, to cover quality measurement for 23 different specialties. And um, you know a, a a significant portion of the uh, of the U.S. Uh, provider population. Um, transitioning into MRO, um, FigMD became a part of MRO uh, just uh, short of two years ago, and um, 
you know, the thought process was to, to basically make that, uh, you know, kind of combine the companies and supercharge the, um, uh, you know, both both companies. So at, at MRO, uh, what my um, my mandate is to to kind of be the forward looking force in the company to understand emerging trends in healthcare and to to ensure that that MRO is you know multiple steps ahead of, of market need. And uh, you know we we do um, you know we anticipate our customers. Um, uh, needs before uh, you know before even they you know they, they know them. So um, that that is my job uh, day in and day out, and and I'm you know thrilled to be a part of a phenomenal team, um, you know, and, and growing the company over the last couple of years. So what are some of those emerging trends that you referenced there uh, that you see the intersection between what your company did? In uh, data gathering and so forth, and how that's fitting into the MRO vision. Yeah, uh, Don. So uh, what's happening uh, now and, and is that you know the burden for releasing information um, is, is escalating on on the providers. There's more. There are more uh, requesters uh, out there requesting more in you know more charts and, and more clinical data and different types of data. So um, you know we're seeing a tremendous escalation in that um, in that burden, and um, what what FigMD was really good at was to uh, to basically acquire clinical data at scale, direct from EHRs without providers having to you know to be a you know burdened by that process. So um, the the idea here is that you know if there's an opportunity for us to reduce the um, you know the effort around uh, acquisition of charts, clinical data, uh, reduce the burden, and then uh, make it more efficient, make that chart or data more liquid, and make it more efficient um, for, for that to end up in a compliant manner to the, to the requester. I think everybody wins. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that escalation uh, happening in terms of just the, the volume. And, um, you know, we were working on some really, really neat uh, technology and process solutions that, that deal with that, with that challenge. So what are some of the bigger areas that that impacts? I, I know that, that hospitals receive vast amounts of uh, requests for data. Um, what is the primary, what do you see as being the primary source of, of asking for that data? What types of requesters? Yeah, so, you know, as you know, Don, the, the requester types are diversified, but I think if I were to kind of focus in on one, you know, it's a really big bucket, it's it's just, it's the payers, right? Um, so the payers, for multiple reasons, um, need charts, uh, clinical data from uh, from our customers. And, um, you know, and that that's, that's escalating uh, quite significantly um, as, as, you know, we, we shift their value-based care and, and a lot of other macro uh, trends across the healthcare industry play out. Uh, so our, 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 our focus, you know, our sort of laser focus is to create a, a platform, an environment, a process that, that allows us to accelerate and uh, accelerate beyond the velocity of these requests that are coming in and, and to really, really do a good job in a you know, super compliant manner to, uh, to get the right data to the right requester at the right time. Um, and, and do it in, in a way that just, uh, you know, is, is super, super low burden on our, um, you know, uh, on the providers, our customers. 
So I'm glad you brought that up about the payers, actually. I'd like to dig into that a little bit because there's always been a little bit of a struggle between the providers and the payers. Um, Can you elaborate a little bit on what some of those struggles were, why they were, why they're so difficult? And then what you see to improve that that relationship or that facilitating the movement of that data that will benefit both parties. Yeah, so, so the way I look at it, Don, is um, the, w- when you come at the at this challenge from the payer's perspective, and and you come at the exact same challenge from the provider's perspective. Um, it, it's very, you know, very clear to me that both parties are trying to do one thing, which is provision care uh, efficiently for the patient, right? It, it's all about the patient. Everybody's working toward that that common goal. Um, now, that being said, uh, you know, the the immediate need for a provider is to to give the best quality care to that patient that's in front of them and and make them better and um and and uh, and then you know transition that care. Um, and as far as the payer is concerned, the focus is on reimbursement. The focus is the focus is on ensuring that you know the the appropriate services are reimbursed appropriately, and so on and so forth. Right. So I, I think the friction comes in not because of the intent uh, that both parties obviously share, but because of the the process and sort of the different um, aspects of that uh, care provisioning and reimbursement um, that that both parties are responsible for. Right. So. Um, you know, unfortunately, what has happened um, in healthcare over a really long period of time is, um, you know, as as technology has evolved, um, as as systems have, you know, improved elsewhere outside of healthcare. Uh, you know, healthcare um, has been a little bit more deliberate, I would say, in adopting you know some of those changes. So, uh, so the the burden on a provider um, is is quite frankly, you know, quite um, it's astronom- astronomical, if if you will, to to kind of Furnish the the data to the to the requester, the payer in the right format, um, with a very very low latency, um, and and the payers, you know, for all the right reasons, they 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 need more and more data quicker, um, and and to to do their job right. So, um, I, I think that that sort of sets up a um, a little bit of a tug of war, uh, you know, sort of competing priorities on just the process and and not the focus on the patient specifically, but. Um, and, 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 you know, from our perspective, from uh, that, I think that is that's sort of this, the, the critical need for us to kind of, you know, help both parties uh, communicate and facilitate information exchange, um, you know, compl- in a compliant manner in, you know, at the right place at the right time, if you will. Um, so so that's that, I think that that's really where we see the opportunity to, to kind of you know, broker that communication between the payer and the provider and be have it be, you know, a super easy and um, a friction, uh, you know, frictionless process. What What are some of those friction items uh, that prevents that's preventing that exchange from occurring in today's environment? You know, with all the technology that we have, and both parties seemingly want to facilitate the exchange. Where is the barrier that you see for this? being a complicated uh, a, a complicated process yeah that's a, that's a great question right after all um, one may ask that you know we we as the healthcare industry and and you know our government have invested tens of billion billions of dollars in promoting interoperability and and the free flow of information right we um 
innovated uh, around standards like fire and, and other, uh, you know, sort of capabilities, right? So why, what is the friction, right, at the end of the day, after all that money spent? Um, so so the, the answer really lies in the sort of in the crux of this issue, where if you go go to the, if you dig, dig a little deeper here, um, what we're really good at, you know, it's pairs and providers and providers talking to each other, you know, electronically, we're really good at sending the, you know, sending electronic messages or, you know, like the way I describe it, like, you know, we can basically, yeah, it's like the postal service, you can send and put any message in an envelope, send it over to anybody else and it'll get there. Um, that's really not the problem. Getting the message over, getting the record over, getting the file over is not really the, the, the challenge. Um, the challenge in the in, in of interoperability right now is that once you open that message, once you open the envelope, you know, it, it's all different, right? So depending on the EHR, depending on you know other systems, how the interoperability works, the the, the messaging, the structure, and the formats of, of the information is all over the place, and so it's very challenging uh, for the requester to kind of you know, ingest the information or make sense of it because it's all different, you know, all different formats. And and the same thing from a provider perspective, um, you know, they're constrained by uh, the, the the sort of the, the usage of their EHR and, and how, uh, you know, generally, um, you know, interoperability works that's beyond their control um, to, to kind of, uh, you know, to structure that, that information, right? So, so it's, it's in the structuring of the information that makes it really, really um, difficult to consume. And that's that's the problem that uh, again we're you know we are we've identified and, and we have a you know a, a lot of cycles that we're deploying against to to, to solve. Uh, in if we take a step back, okay, right. So the other the other challenge is that in a lot of instances, um, we're still struggling on the communication, right? So if you know most of um, the 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 ROI industry at the moment is uh, you know is is on request chase list coming in. And, and releases happening, you know, via, you know, digital delivery, but there's still, you know, there's still scans and, and PDFs and so on, right? So, um, so, so that's that's a problem that's, uh, you know, that, that's solvable, but to make it really, really super easy for everybody to understand the information, you know, we have to basically get the information in the right format, in a common format that everybody uh, can consume. And, and then it becomes much easier for, for payers to do their, uh, you know, their job. And, and it becomes super easy for providers to do what they're doing because they, they their burden reduces. It brings up another thought here: is how common is the common platform to ingest <laughs> to ingest that information? <laughs> how common is that common platform? <laughs> well, well, it's supposed to be common, right? <laughs> so it doesn't sound like we say that. no. It's not no. See, look, that that's where that's where we have to really drive it to that commonality. It's like common sense, right? How common is that, right? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, that seems to be that seems to be the hurdle here to me is that there's not there's not uniformity in the two systems. One on the provider side, and on the payer side they 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 don't have a lot of commonality it seems like and is, is that pretty much where the barrier is between the two of them you know working more openly together yeah i mean that, and that's a that's a great observation don um the provider systems and the payer systems um you know were fundamentally created to to manage different parts or different workflows or different parts of this this process right um but they they all 
revolve around the patient. They all revolve around the the clinical information that is generated, you know, uh, in, in the treatment uh, of that patient. So it's, it's really the challenge is the systems came from sort of different um, origin points, um, but they have to interoperate and they have to actually speak the same language. Uh, and and that's really where the challenge is. And it's it's um, it's it's a challenge that is solvable. Um, look, we you know at, at FigMD, that's that's exactly the challenge that we solved, right? We we had uh, we had the need to measure and benchmark data across 200 different EHRs and 23 specialties, right? So um, we had to basically normalize data. You know, let's say we had a cardiologist in New York and a cardiologist in in Texas, and they're using Epic and Cerner and all scripts, you, you name it, right? And the way they document the day, their their care for patients all varied because this, the EHRs were different, this individual physician documentation patterns were different. And, but at the end of the day, you needed to somehow benchmark uh, their their quality of care for, for the purposes of, of, you know, of MIPS, right? And, and that's what we did. So we were able to basically bring all the data to a standardized, you know, format and make it consumable um, and it, you know, it'll probably take us another two hours to get into it, but we somehow made an apple into an orange and, and then, you know, we, we had two oranges that were pretty much the same that, that we, we started, you know, eating. So, um, so, so we've done that, you know, and that capability is, is rather unique within the company. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're thrilled to kind of, you know, achieve that, that level of, um, you know, uh, interoperability and usability, uh, if you will, uh, you know, for, for our customers going forward. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's certainly something that is um, a, a huge a huge step forward between structured and unstructured data. You know, where in the past there was a request from those payers, and it was produced the the documents that they needed were produced in a paper form virtually and delivered. Now it's it's the speed with which all of that can occur from a technology standpoint that does benefit both parties. Uh, I mean the the bottom line on the on the payer side at um, on the uh, provider side at that point care's been rendered and so the patient has then benefited from that treatment. Now it becomes um, a burden to get paid for that treatment. And sometimes, you, you know, a patient stays in the hospital a long time. The bill is pretty substantial. And to for the hospital to get paid, they need to facilitate the exchange of that information pretty quickly. So what you've done to you know, address 200 different EMRs and moving that data into a into a format and a method that can be ingested by the payers um, is, you, you know, is where the future's going. Um, so it's certainly a big challenge here. Um, what in terms of in terms of the innovation between the payers and providers, is there any other are there any other challenges, I guess, besides that uniformity of providing the information and the format, the commonality, the common platform? Are there other challenges that are involved in there that you see? Yeah, it's certainly so. Um, 
as we all know, um, you know, the payer provider relationship has been, uh, you know, has been challenging, right? And, and I think, unfortunately, it suffers from uh, a little bit of a trust deficit. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, that's that's the nature of things. So, it, so I think curing that, um, you know, in, in some sort of a, a systems-driven, process-driven, you know, and transparent manner um, is also the the big challenge, right? So, because ultimately, everybody's working for the benefit of the patient, right? The payer is the providers, you know, uh, you know, the pharmacist is whatever. Like everybody in this uh, care, you know, care continuum is working with that single goal in mind is to is to serve the patient. So, uh, you know, because we're doing it at sort of different uh, different life, we're addressing different life cycles uh, or segments of life cycles, if you will. Um, you know, unfortunately, sort of this this uh, trust deficit has crept in. So. Um, I, I think if we solve the, uh, the, the, you know, the challenge, the technical challenge and then the process challenge of actually making interoperability work, you know, getting the right data to the right individual, the, the right requester at the right time um, in, a, in an open and transparent manner. So everybody can, you know, that's involved in the process has, has a really good understanding of what is going on and when and whatnot. Um, I, I think that go- would result in a... Um, you know, making us making significant inroads toward the toward the trust deficit, and and ultimately, I, I think if if everybody's, uh, you know, feels like they're they're playing on the same team, um, you know, I think we will we'll we'll just win the game, and uh, in the interest of the patient, uh, you know, every single time. So, um, so so I you know again, we're really looking forward to that uh, that being reality. Um, look, I the, the way my mind works, uh, Don is you know I always look for. Um, you know, I ask myself, you know, sort of this question. It's like, okay, you know, let's let's assume that it's I'm waking up, at, you know, seven a.m. in the morning, and it's uh, you know May eighteenth, you know, twenty thirty. Like, what what does the world look like, right? <laughs> and to me, you know, like if if I play that thought experiment, um, it the world basically looks like you know if I'm you know God forbid I have to end up in a hospital if I I'm in a hospital. I'm you know rendered effective, efficient, uh, timely care, and I should be able to walk out of the hospital you know as though I were a, a private pay patient, right? Meaning that by the time I'm walking out, everything's done, right? Like everybody's paid, everybody's happy, all the accounts are settled, I'm out. But I'm not a private pay patient; I'm an insurance patient. <laughs> patient you know what I mean? So, so I think um, us solving you know, these uh, specific challenges uh, in these specific processes will help us strive everybody to that uh, to that future where, you know, insurance is not a burden. Uh, the cost of, uh, you know, care isn't um, significantly burdened because of the processes, uh, um, you know, that are involved in, 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 you know, third party payment and so on and so forth. So and, and, and I think I'm really, really excited to, to be a part of a you know, great organization, great team that's kind of you know, I know is, is going to make a significant impact toward realizing that vision for the industry. Looking at 2030, what one piece of advice would you give to providers to build towards that vision of how healthcare is delivered and the payments are, uh, are delivered and uh, provided to the to the payers and then the converse of that what advice would you give on the payer side to facilitate that 2030 vision i think don i think if everybody you know the payer provider us um, you know if we're 
come to the table and, and just give everybody else the benefit of the doubt um, and just understand that the uh, to realize this uh, this future in the interest of the patient, it, it will take a lot of change and it will take a lot of change um, in a relatively short period of time. Uh, 2030 sounds that far, you know, really far away, but you know how time goes, right? Uh, so I think we just need to, to, to be more open to change, just uh, give every, you know, each other the benefit of the doubt and, and just really understand that everybody's working uh, in the interest of the patient and just trying to make, uh, you know, everybody's lives better, right? Like I, at the end of the day, I'm looking at myself as a as as a patient, my family, like, you know, we, we all are part of this, not just from a vendor or provider, from a payer side, you know, we're all human beings, right? At some point, we're going to need um, healthcare. And, uh, you know, I think it, it's it's our obligation to ensure, you know, the best system out there for, for the future, not just for us, but, you know, for our future generations. So I think just just being that focused um, on, on on how personal this is, um, and I think it may it, it gets everybody uh, rowing in the in the same direction. Thank you. I, I really do uh, appreciate you taking the time to meet with us and talk through some of these issues. It sounds like that you're doing some pretty innovative things and bridging a gap that's long stood between payers and providers. And it, it sounds like to me that you're making some, you know, very nice inroads to solving some of that uh, those issues. So thank you for being on the show today. I really do appreciate your time and effort uh, in uh, in participating. Don, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and um, I, I look forward to to having more conversations with you in the future. Very good. So for more insights on a patient's medical record, visit the show's page at MROCORP.com and be sure to explore additional resources and thought leadership that we have on the website. Please uh, check out our program also on healthcarenowradio.com. And finally, be sure to connect with us on Twitter at MROCORP. Until we talk again, I'm your host, Don Hartley.